Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, my talk, 1071, everything entertainment. So I saw this Reader's Digest article. Which uh, normally I don't encounter. You're a hundred years old. I know. Maybe I'm just going to start. Do getting they still these now. make Reader's Digest? Well, um, I don't. I know. haven't checked the back of my toilet tank lately. <laughs> I know but... Grandma's toilet. <laughs> so, um, but this was an article about like how to close all the tabs on your iPhone. Okay. I know. Do you not know how to close the I tabs do. on your iPhone? I do. But then the thing that um, drew my attention is the rest of it that said, and while and why you'll be so glad that you did. Are they listening to you? Are they watching you? No. Oh. Um, but this article is saying that it's not like it improves your battery life because that is a thought out there, but our phones are more advanced now and they can handle that and also it goes into like a suspended state when you're not actually browsing on safari or whatever you use or chrome Um, but it actually is going to help you relieve stress in your life oh how is closing all my tabs going to release my stress because they say that having all of those tabs open psychologically makes you feel like that you have a lot of digital well, that you have a lot of things that are unfinished in your life, and when you see it, it's just a psychological thing that's like, there are so many things that I have to do, and I haven't done them. So they taught people how to close all of them at once, but it's just a stressor, they say, and it's digital clutter. And they learned this because there's a conference on human-computer interaction, uh, and that's where they got this information. So at this conference, you know, They found out researchers who report on their findings, the so-called digital clutter, said that, you know, you need to have mental peace and a tab-free device. Mm. What do you think? Do you keep tabs open on your phone? No. You don't? No. I close them all. Close my, like, I will get out of control, and then I'll open up my thing, and I'm like, oh, God, there's 30 tabs. And then I just hit, my favorite thing to do is to just hit close all tabs. And then they go... (laughs) Because I used to have this thing where I'd be like, oh, I need to go through each one of these tabs. Because like you, I would occasionally, you know, keep tabs open because I'm like, oh, I need to do this thing. I'll I just leave that up. Blah, blah, blue. Mm-hmm. But now I will, if 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 it's something I know that I want to go back to for reference, but I probably don't know when I'm going to get to it, then I'll bookmark it. Mm-hmm. So I just have a bookmark. Um, But the other thing I was going to say is. It it stresses me out when I open it up and I have 30 tabs open. So then I just have gotten in the habit of not even going through them. Like, it's fine. You don't have to resolve anything. You can just get it. And here's why. The Internet's not going anywhere. Uh And if you had it on your Internet, you can get it again. I know, but I'm I'm going to forget that I even looked for it and I need to be reminded. Girl. But how many tabs you got open right now? Okay, let me see. Here, that's a, a lot. I mean, this is a big reduction because I accidentally deleted all of them once. Once? Recently. Well, what is this? This YouTube is, oh, yeah, how to clean a bathroom. 
with a You're looking at YouTube on your liner. internet? Oh, well, I mean, no, I just searched for that and then it came up as a YouTube. Oh, God. And it. then it'll open in my. How to clean what now? Um, well, like if you have one of our showers has the bottom of it isn't like tile, it's plastic, not plastic. Well, I guess it is. Anyway, it just gets grungy and I wanted a simple solution for cleaning that out. Okay. And so I was looking at it. Did you get an answer? Uh, no, that's why I just left it open, and I'll look at that later when I'm not working. You know what I mean? But I'll get these thoughts like, oh, I really want to know this or that about okay. a certain thing, and then what I'll else type you got it under? in. I have <laughs> – this is turning into this. Um, hmm, gosh. Liberty in North Korea. Um, that's because you read a book about North <laughs> yes. Korea lately. Uh, Menominee County Parks for some reason. Because you were um, going to – Maybe somewhere. Yeah, maybe. Um, do you need oh, any of those? buckwheat noodles. What? Do you need any of those? I do. I need the... I don't do need, need that one. I'll close that one because I don't even know why I look. Just hit close Canadian, all tabs. No, I can't. What happens if you do that? Then there are things in here that I was going to do and I don't... This is like a list like of things what? to do, How many tabs are open things. right now? Okay, hold on. Total. Number. Give me a number. And I'm going to tell you that mine are zero, but let me double check. Again, if you're just joining us, Dawn uh, found a Reader's Digest article on the back of her toilet tank that tells you how to close all the tabs. I also love the idea that you have to go online to learn how to close all the tabs online. Anyone? No. Okay. I have one open right now, and it's Google. 46, 47, 48, 49, It doesn't just tell you? 152. 53, 54, 55. Girl, it should just give you a number. <laughs> Where? You see the bottom of it? There, it yeah. says uh, tabs. Or no, does it say it's private. Says private. Oh, then you have it on private view. I always have it on private. Got Are you it. kidding me? I don't want people to know I'm looking at Menominee Parks. Well, I got news for you. The only people that are looking at your phone are you. Mm. And then also what a blockchain is. Like okay. a <laughs> blockchain project. <laughs> so... Um, is the and that that none of that stresses you out? No, it doesn't. I'm like, oh yeah, I was gonna get a new shirt for Cat Video Festival. There's that. That's a cute little cat from a. Um, but anyway, it's like purchases the best gluten free cupcakes. Um, tickets to see Gary Goldman. I mean, but are you gonna get tickets? Uh, yeah, and if I I am going to, but if I didn't have this tab, I would. How many forget. of the fifty tabs? 55. 55 tabs are you actually going to engage with? <laughs> I don't know, but I know I have the option, and that makes me feel good. Like a warm blanket of tabs so you don't, all around me. A warm blanket of what? Tabs. A warm blanket of tabs. <laughs> Mike, how many tabs do you have open right now? 12. 12? 12. And what's your approach to the tab world? Um, I'm like you, where after the, at the end of the day, so like with what we do, like a lot of times I'm writing College of Pop Culture Knowledge, or I'm doing whatever, getting mm-hmm. ready for a bit, and then I'm looking up, so most of these are all like you know in, in, movies with yeah. the word pink in it and yeah. like yeah. pink related TV what episodes like things like that and then uh, and then I'll just close them at the end of the night to be done with them. That uh, it is the such night, a yeah. satisfying feeling it at is. the end of the night to just go close all tabs and then it goes. Doesn't bother me. Oh, if I closed them, I would not. I would feel lost. I just I to me the thing I would just say is like they're still all there. 
They're not. Because this is the thing that freed me up. I mean, you know, I know that's how your brain works, which is totally fine. Like whatever system works for you. For me, the reason that I didn't like that is it felt overwhelming to have for some reason. It's like that's what the olds are saying. It's like it's like when you look at the like how many emails you have that are unread. I removed all of those little red dots. Oh, my God. I have to have the red dots. No. And I I hate it when I see someone that has like 80,000 emails. Well, that's why I removed the red dots Okay. because I'm not opening every email and there's no way you're ever going to get to all of those emails so what's the point of looking at i look at them every day i reply to people at like midnight they're probably like why is don mclean replying to me at 1 30 in the morning because if i feel like if i don't always have that going that someone's gonna feel like i'm ignoring them or not appreciating that they listen to the show well, that's listener emails. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm talking about like this. Don't you get spam? spam. Well, I, I delete those all the time, too. Oh, see, I don't. Yeah. You don't? No. Oh, I go I'm not wasting like my time. Deleting, deleting things to me is just as much attention yeah. as actually engaging all that crap. Mm, it feels like I have a bunch of like papers all over a desk and I can't get to anything. That's why I, I like to close those tabs. You go, bye. Yeah, tabs, emails. You know, you leave all, right, all so emails. You brought us this tabs. this way to close them. What tips do you have for how to close our iPhone browser tab? I don't want to tell people. I'm just kidding. Um, well, there is a little file thing in the bottom corner. There's a little, you know, it's like if you want to send it to someone else, that's the middle little thing. It's a very right corner. It has a like a double file thing. Just click that and it'll say close all 52 tabs and that's or whatever. What on Safari or something? That is on an iPhone. That is correct. All right. Do you want to put that link on our show link? I page? have already. You Fabulous. Know why I remembered to do that because it was in my tabs. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. So uh, if you need tips and tricks, uh, or maybe you know for grandma and grandpa this Christmas, you can give print them out <laughs> some tips on how to close. <laughs> Get them a subscription to Reader's to Digest. Readers. Do they still print that thing? Um, I'm sure they do. I'm going to get you one and a Farmer's Almanac. No, that's God. what I'm getting you for Christmas. And Mike, that's your wedding gift. Thank no, you. I appreciate this. No paper. No paper. <laughs> okay. Hey, when we come back from closing all the tabs on your iPhone to uh, Lord, uh, why are we Lord, talking about okay, Lord? Okay, so remember I brought up that Taylor Swift has all these best friends. Added to the list, I forgot about Lord. You know, all the articles around summertime have to do with Taylor Swift. And so it was like, this is a, a text chain between Lord and Taylor Swift. They're very close. So I wanted to talk about that and also other Taylor Swift things. Fabulous. Some Taylor Swift updates when we come back right here on My Talk. Hey, My Talkers. Bradley here for my good friends at Dakota Dental. I've been on you to make your appointment, so I hope you have done that. I know you're busy, especially this weekend. Super busy, lots going on. Why not take care of putting your next appointment on the calendar today? Just cross it off the list, then you don't have to think about it. Even if that appointment, by the way, is not for a couple months. Maybe you want to make an appointment for uh, later this summer or even early this fall. That's fine. They'll do that. I actually make my appointments right after my last appointment. So whatever works best for you, call the team at Dakota Dental. And by the way, they're the best. Truly, I have sat in that chair enough times to be able to tell you with great deal of confidence that the team at Dakota Dental are professionals. Um, They're just great people to work with and... They make it super easy to get in and be seen by some of the best dentists in the Twin Cities. Head to dakotadental.com today. And don't forget to tell them Bradley sent you.
the adventures of Bradley and Dawn. My talk, 1071. Uh, we got to talk about Taylor Swift. It's Taylor Swift weekend. Yay. Yes. We're all glad she's here. It's going to be busy and super fun. Unless you're an introvert, stay inside. But we were talking about this week that I was confused about who Taylor Swift's actual best friend is. Yeah, you, of, well, because everybody seems to be Taylor's bestie at some point. Right. And so um, I'm like, wait. So I did a little research and stuff and and found out that there are many close friends. Um, and then like Gigi, Gigi Hadid, uh, Selena Gomez. You've got Lord now, which it's like, gosh, didn't you know that they were really close? I didn't actually. Well, How do uh, we know that they were close? We know that they're close because um, they had a small falling out um, and... You know, it was uh, the time that Lord was like, you know, really big. And I know there have been some blind ideas about that, but um, their friendship has now they've now mended uh, a friendship because Lord made some kind of comments. I don't know what it was, but it was taken sort of out of context and wasn't great about Taylor Swift. Um, Something about like hanging around her is a certain thing. Okay, it's like a negative thing for people that hang around her, but she wasn't really saying her and she just meant somebody of that caliber. So this is the first time that Taylor and Lord's friendship has made the news. Um, And there was just a text chain going back and forth that is for some reason now public. Okay. Um, And I just I'm commenting not about what it says, but on the fact that here we have another article about here is Taylor's friend. It's like, does she not actually have any friends? <laughs> so that's why there are that many articles about who her friends are. are. So Lord and her are friends? They are friends now, yes. Um, and so that's just a side note. The real topic that I want to talk about here, though, is that Kelly Clarkson, a long time ago, when she had all of her trouble with Scooter Braun and owning her music, if you remember Kelly Clarkson... Um, put up a post that said, hey, um, why don't you just re-record all of your music and then you can own it. Just make new versions and your fans will want to buy those anyway. And so um, apparently the story is, is that um, Scooter Braun wasn't too happy about that when he saw that that tweet from so Kelly Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson was the first one to suggest that. Yes. Scooter Braun didn't like that. That is right. And his people... They, you know, they called her people and they said, uh, hey, can we talk about this statement that Kelly made? Um, and so I do recently, remember at the time that she did this and it wasn't like she was the one that came up with the idea, but uh, everybody was thinking all these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there. The Unidentified Alien podcast or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. King. 
you know, or I shouldn't say everybody, but certainly people came up with the idea that like, hey, one way you can do this is to go off and and but clearly Kelly Clarkson was one of the most high profile people to suggest that publicly. Exactly. Yes. So Kelly Clarkson was doing this interview with Andy Cohen uh, and um, she said, I knew it was important to her. I thought, why don't you just re-record them? Your fans will support you. And, you know, and she's a genius because not only did she re-record her albums, but then she has a tour surrounding these songs. So and then, you know, she talked about how Scooter Braun sort of didn't love that comment and they kind of went in uh, into a tailspin and Scooter took offense to it. And she said, but it wasn't anything against him. Um, she just heard about the news and she was like, oh, whatever, re-record them. They're, your fans will support you, but it wasn't anything like out of malice, you know, that Kelly Clarkson said. There's another... Um, Did she... Is this recently? Is that why we're hearing about it now? It's... it's Yes, she was on a podcast with Andy Cohen oh. on Sirius. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, and then, you know, Scooter Braun didn't approach her directly about his feelings, but he, the music executive that uh, addressed the situation with her former manager saying, can you just stop talking about that and giving her all of these ideas? So um, she, honest to God, didn't realize, um, you know, he didn't, she didn't even know all the information. She just kind of, it wasn't a big deal to her basically is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, And then. So she's basically saying, I didn't give a rat's behind that. He said this, you're not going to intimidate me. Nice try. Yeah, I don't think Kelly Clarkson would be too terribly concerned about other music executives. She also, um, you know, Andy Cohen asked her, hey, did Taylor Swift give you, like, thank you for giving her that idea or opportunity? And she's like, no, um, she's a very smart businesswoman, and she would have figured that out on her own. I didn't need to tell her that basically like, don't blame me for being the catalyst to all of this. I just pointed out something that was sort of the obvious that I'm sure she would have come with, come up with on her own and that she's not a good businesswoman at all. Kelly Clarkson's like, I'm not a businesswoman, but I know she is. So, you know, she's, I I don't think she's being perhaps a little humble because I think Kelly Clarkson (laughs) is doing just fine with her very highly successful talk show. And the numerous business arrangements that has spawned. Yeah, I think that she was sort of referring to when she first got into the business, all of it was the first season of American Idol. And it was there were this, you know, there were the trappings of her being in that contract, which she later revealed wasn't that great for her that she didn't like. And so she decided to save her good stuff for whenever she could own her songs and and afford to do that and and always thanked American Idol for the opportunity. But as far as, you know, starting out in the music industry. But then again, I think Andy was sort of when I listened to it, it's like he was sort of trying to dig and make her say something that she didn't mean. Like, well, didn't Taylor thank you? And she's like, no, but it's not important. Andy Cohen trying to start drama. (laughs) Surprise! The man who's launched a thousand drama ships. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So, um, you know, she had some good advice, but Taylor would have thought about it on her own. And look at where she is now. Look at where she is now. And dear listeners, look at where you are now. Thank you for the updates on Taylor, by the way. Um, 
Are you going to see Taylor? We're going to talk about people who aren't going to see Taylor but wish they were later in the hour. Or I shouldn't say later in the hour, later in the show. But when we come back, it's Food Porn Friday, which means we're going to stick some tasty bits in our mouth, find out what it is this week when we come back right here on my talk. Adley here for my good friends at your boat club. Life really is better on the water and there is still plenty of summer ahead of us. In fact, summer just started this week and the best way to kick off summer, being on the water with my friends at your boat club and they take care of all the hassle when it comes to vacation boat rentals. In fact, they've got annual memberships, single and multi-day boat rentals. They take care of the hassle. You literally just show up, get on the water, have fun, go home. They'll take care of all the rest. You can enjoy your summer getaways with family and friends by just heading to yourboatclub.com. If you have questions, please reach out. They are so helpful and can explain every all the ins and outs of what a membership means. In fact, we're headed on the water this uh, this weekend ourselves. I'll give you all the details next week, tell you how easy it was. I've already had my orientation. The entire process uh, that we signed up for our trial membership has been super duper easy. You'll have the same experience. Head to yourboatclub.com today. Tell them Bradley sent you. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, my talk, 1071. This is where you find all of your entertainment news. Thank you for joining us. If you missed any of the show, you can always go back and listen to our podcast at mytalk1071.com. Well, it's that time. It's Friday, and we have to eat something new with food porn. In the summer of chips for us. It's like, uh, not a, like a fire. fire. It's not a fire. It's actually a chip it's bag. And you're right, Dawn. We have had a lot of chips because there are so many different kinds of chips in the world and they need to be eaten. And that's exactly what we're doing today on another episode of Food Porn, where we put things in our mouth and then tell you whether it's worth your time and or money or calories. Dawn, mm. would you like to know what we're having this yes. week? Yes. Well, I made a little trip to one of my favorite spots called United Noodle. And there they have a lot of uh, tasty treasures from around the world. And specifically, they've got a lot of like snacks from around the world. And they often have the uh, Lay's brand from China. So Lay's produces a whole bunch of different flavors in China that we can't get here. Oh, and, but we can at United Noodle. Well, you can. Yeah, I'm just saying like not like you can't walk into Cub Foods, but you can go to a place like United Noodle and um, try things that are not generally available. This week, we have Italian red meat flavor. What? <laughs> what? I saw these and I was like, wait a minute. What is Italian red meat flavor on the package? You want to describe what it looks like? Um, there is a bowl of meaty sauce. Well, it it kind of like, looks, looks like ground like hamburger that hasn't been cooked or just some meat. It looks like tomato sauce. Yeah. To me, it looks like a, like a bolognese, right? Like just ground beef with spaghetti a lot sauce. of meat. Yeah. Um, and very tomatoey. And to that end, I think that's the direction we're going. So we're going to have like maybe a spaghetti bolognese. Okay. And. Let's, um, can you tell people, is this supposed to be a full bag or is this a personal size bag? Because bags have gotten so small now that I'm not sure if it's supposed to be personal or for the family. Um, I mean, what family is eating out of this bag? This is a one person bag. I don't know. Yeah. This is not a family size bag. It's a big one person bag. That's why I'm, I'm saying like, are there bigger sizes? 
I, I mean, maybe uh, I didn't see any bigger sizes. This is the only size that I saw. Top it's size. only 2.46 ounces, which is basically like a handful of chips. Okay. Um, okay. I have distributed the chips. Let's start maybe with a smell. How do these chips smell? How do they look first? Okay. Well, tell they me how they like look. They look like a barbecue chip. They smell like... Oh. I feel like I smell the noodles. You smell noodles? Like pasta. Pasta will, noodles? Well, I don't I don't really get much of a smell. Do you guys smell anything? I smell there? the uh, can of uh, Heinz 57 sauce that's been in your fridge for like two years. Oh. And it, and it, <laughs> Why like, do you have a can of Heinz? Well, everyone's got that bottle that's been in there forever. And you kind of have that like... Not in Jamie's house. <laughs> okay. You kind of have that uh, like, I don't know, crusty kind of... Uh, Oh, the crust around the top. Yeah, of the, the crust around the top of the yeah. lid. So it smells like a crusty long. old Heinz bottle. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. <laughs> Fifty-seven sauce. Like I'm not getting a strong crusty smell of Heinz anything. Bottle. I'll be clear. the The visual is orangey, so it's got that maybe like greasy, meaty. You're you're licking it. Do you no, taste anything? I just put one my tongue on okay. the tip. Do you want to eat it? You mm-hmm. can eat it. That's the whole point of this segment. Um, I don't. I'm no for sure. Just by Touching my tongue to it, but I'm not going to like it as much Why? as the Cuban one. Oh, okay. The, we had Cuban sandwich. Go ahead and eat it. Tell me what you guys think. Again, this is uh, the Lay's Italian mm. red meat flavor. Okay. What are you tasting? It's kind of sugary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember, I, I will say, I think that's a common theme with these Chinese Lay's. Mm-hmm. Because okay. I remember having like some vegetable flavor. I think it was like cucumber. And mm-hmm. remember, it was sweet. Mm-hmm. It was the uh, BLT one, I think. Yeah, that it? too. The BLT yeah. one had that really sweet, sweet yeah. taste. It's almost like the maple of the uh, bacon. But <gasps> Yes, Mike is so good at describing food, even though I hate it. <laughs> but you're really good at pinpointing flavors. You should be a celebrity, celebrity chef judge. So what are you actually tasting over there? I don't know. Mike knows what I'm tasting. Tell him, Mike. It just—it seems like a very low-seasoned barbecue chip, like a barbecue Lay's that just is very subtle, like half of the strength of a normal barbecue. I Lays. am not getting any meat flavor. Yeah, no, me neither. No, I don't know what. I'm not that getting is. any red flavor, but I don't mind it. <laughs> Italian flavor. It just, like you said, it kind of tastes like a low-grade barbecue. But I don't even know that I would know what that is when I put it in my mouth. Like if you gave me no. Identifying qualities yeah, that to this chip. I would chip. absolutely not have any idea what this is. Do you want to know what's in them? Yeah. Can you? Is it all in context? That said, they're kind of, as the British would say, Moorish. Like you kind of like I would keep eating them because mm-hmm. they're then salty. I would feel bad later. Like I really didn't like those that much. Really? Like I don't know what flavor, but I want to keep eating to find out what I'm eating. Yeah. True. You know what you I mean? You never quite get there. Uh-huh. It's just no. like there's not enough flavor. It's a little sweet. It's got some salty. All right. Let's talk about the ingredients, which no, I'm going to try to read. Oh, a breadstick. A <laughs> uh, Ingredients. Potato, vegetable oil, Italian red meat seasoning. Oh. What the hell is that? <laughs> I don't know. In parentheses, Ooh. soy sauce, salt, maltodextrin. Oh, yeah. Caramel. Oh. Succinic acid. <gasps> disodium 5 ribonucleotide. Oh. L-alanine. Yum. Salt. MSG. 
Ginger. Oh, there's a word I recognize. <laughs> ginger? Chili. I love Fruit ginger. Fructose. There's the sugar. God. Onion. Silicone dioxide. Dude. Aspartame. Oh, God. Disodium 5 ribonucleotide. Oh, my favorite. Coconeal mm. neotame. Coconeal. You know the coconeal. You know what I that is. At the Pride Parade. Who? What? what? <laughs> Coke O'Neill. No, co- cochineal or coconeal. That's the bug color. The, the red. Bug? You know, you get red color from bugs, little beetles. Oh God. So that's where the red comes from. And there's aspartame. Little ground up beetles. And, ooh, sick. I don't think we should be eating these. You're poisoning us with something disgusting. But thank you for spending the money on it. It sounded like. There's a lot of bad things in this. Well, there's just a lot of artificial things in it. Not it's a surprise. Really, when I think about all right, beetles. zero to five, uh, zero to five on your stunt chip flavor scale. Mm. Don, what do you give it? One point seven. Mike, two point one four. I'm just, I can't. There's something I want in this chip. What and did it, you say? Two point one four. I'm gonna say two point two five. There you go. Mm. <laughs> You right. like them better than we do. Ooh. Now, I have a question. Yeah. What were you getting at United Noodle? What was I getting at United Noodle? Yeah, you went That's there a great to question. I had to pick up rice. Things. Okay. Uh, I had to pick up rice. I got some curry uh, roux, like the blocks of Japanese curry roux, because we like to have Japanese oh, curry. Yeah. Ooh, do you know how to make that? Like, oh, girl. Is it more like a yeah. stew? Japanese curry. Well, I yeah. wouldn't say stew as much as it's just a milder curry, okay, like than a like an Indian curry or a like a Southeast Asian curry. Right, yeah. right. It's much milder. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you, but no. I've seen that a lot on on Japanese shows that I watch. That yeah. they may, anybody who can make a good curry is like oh, curry is kind of ubiquitous curry. in yeah. Japan. Okay. Like you can get curry pretty much on every corner. Yes. Some of it really good, and some of it, you know. Okay, I need to have some of you for your curry, please. Curry. Can you make some curry and bring it in? I'll chip in for the ingredients. Sure, we'll do curry Wednesday. Okay, Wednesday. Someday. I don't know, I'm just saying. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> anyway, United is a fun place to go because they do have like uh, all sorts of food from around the world. And they also have hard to find like ingredients. Like if you're, you know, if you do a lot of... Um, like Japanese cooking or Chinese cooking, they'll have the ingredients that you can't necessarily find at your regular grocery store. Is there just one location? No, they have two locations. I don't okay. know. There's one, I think, in the suburbs. The one I go to is in South Minneapolis. Okay, so. United Noodle. I'll put a show, uh, link Wonderful. on our show links yeah. page. Thank you for buying those. It wasn't disgusting, but it wasn't anything to write home about. All right. When we come back uh, from flavored chips to flavored princes. No, I'm just... Uh, <laughs> Prince Harry. We have to talk about Prince Harry. Apparently, you guys, he wanted to interview some interesting people for the now defunct Archetypes podcast. We'll tell you who when we come back right here on Mike. First Equity Mortgage. How would you like to lose up to 20 pounds in eight weeks? Well, it is possible with Livia Weight Control Centers. Summer is here and they want to help you feel your best, whether you're going on vacation or, you know, this is something that it's not just like a temporary thing where you're going to lose weight and then you're not going to keep the weight off. I did the program. I lost 30 pounds with Livia five years ago, and uh, it's just great because I learned so much from the Livia team. They have a special going on right now. This is a doctor recommended program, by the way, and you get eight weeks free when you mention me. So you could lose up to that 20 pounds 
or more in your first eight weeks. It's a, actually a very simple program. It's not complicated. You're not counting calories all the time. It's a very simple, easy thing to do, and it's personalized just for you. So call them today, 855-GO-LIVIA, or visit Livia.com. That's L-I-V-E-A.com. And uh, don't forget, uh, eight weeks free when you mention me or my talk. It's Don McLean for Livia Weight Control Centers. Adventures of Bradley and Don, my talk, 107.1. Thanks for listening. Happy Friday. We always have to talk about what's going on over the, well, actually, this is not over the pond. This is our own royals right here in the United States of America. We're talking about Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. Yeah, well, mostly Prince Harry because that's the story from TMZ I saw earlier today. And I thought, oh, this is interesting. And who thought this was a good idea, you guys? We need to have a conversation with our good friend, Prince Harry. And by that, I mean he doesn't know who we are. But he hopefully he's listening. Friend. We've promoted him so well, much. Well, because we, you know, we enjoyed reading his book. It was nice to hear a different side of the royal story for a change. However, it's not why we're here today. The reason we're here today is because allegedly, supposedly, you guys, Prince Harry thought, you know, that Archetypes podcast that he and Meghan had. You know, I thought it was just her for some reason. Well, he apparently wanted to have conversations uh, with some people on the podcast. And, um, well, this would be conversations with Meghan Markle on Archetypes. But he was talking specifically, the story is about Harry wanting and talking to producers about bringing people on to the Archetypes podcast to talk about one of the issues that he has personally found important and that is personal trauma so he wanted to have some conversations with some leading figures about personal trauma according to the story and those figures included but were not limited to the following people donald trump and vladimir putin oh no what okay Uh... so prince harry apparently reportedly wanted to interview donald trump and vladimir putin about what he claims was their, quote, traumatic upbringings. Harry had conversations with several producers about potential guests to appear on his Archetypes podcast with Meghan, and that's according to Bloomberg. The outlet says that Harry floated a bunch of ideas for shows, one of which was about childhood trauma, and uh, Prince Harry thought he would be able to get people like Trump, Putin, along with Mark Zuckerberg, to sit down and talk about... Not together. Oh, God. Okay. But, I was like, is this a picnic? And they just have a microphone? <laughs> ah, He's like, come on, guys. Uh, his goal apparently was to discuss their lives growing up and how, quote, the experiences molded them into the people that they are today. Harry! Harry! Oh, this is not a good idea. It's a brainstorming idea, and a lot of brainstorming ideas get thrown away. And, and good for you for aiming high and thinking, you know, I also saw that maybe Pope Francis. I don't was on know that, that list. that's aiming high, Dawn. But as far like as a guy profile, who, like people that are unattainable to talk to. Yeah, no, I mean, I I know that these are high profile people, but I'm just saying, like, who wants to sit down and listen to somebody, uh, in specifically in the case of I'll just pick, I don't know, Vladimir Putin. He's not going to talk about guy any, who started he's a war. Vulnerable in any way. Yeah, I just I feel like maybe he was. I just feel like Harry maybe has like a. <clears throat> needs a reality check, needs some people around him that can give him some good advice. Again, I would just like to remind you of BDEPR. That's our PR firm here mm-hmm. on the Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. And we, adv- uh, we offer all sorts of free advice to celebrities. 
And if Harry came to us and said, who should I have on my podcast with Megan? I don't think you or I would have selected any of the people we just mentioned. By the way, he also apparently wanted the Pope. Yeah. He wanted to peep at the Pope. The Pope isn't going to talk to you. The Pope is not popping over to your podcast Mm -mm. to talk about childhood trauma. And P.S., Whenever someone decides to do a podcast, usually they look at other people who have done the podcast to see if they want to do it. What do you mean? Say that like what do you mean? I mean, people that agree to do a podcast usually look at other people who have been on the podcast to see if they want to do it. And if the Pope sees that he's talked to Vladimir Putin. Oh, like the Pope's not going to want to go on a show that maybe Vladimir Putin Like has last been on. week was Vladimir Putin yeah. where he talked about how he's strong as a horse, and he's, you know, strong as from, a horse. He's strong, and like this guy is the last person that's going to admit any vulnerability. Why do you think Harry is, thought this was a good idea? Um, because he had to come up with ideas. Because they said, "Here's my millions of dollars. What are your ideas?" Yeah. And he's like, "Well, you know, you've got to throw some things out there." That I mean, if he says, "I want to just interview." Which I would find more interesting, actually, like talking to someone who works at a grocery store. You know what I mean? He's not going to say that. He's going to say, oh, I'm going, I know these people and these people and I can get, you know, he's going to throw everything out there that's possible in order to, you know, get the money, I guess. I'm not really impressed with this. Yeah. You know, like, come on, dude. Well, it just seems not very serious, frankly. Yeah, it's like, where are you Because from? I don't think it's realistic, and I think somebody in his, hopefully, I mean, you know, somebody, I mean, I shouldn't say hopefully, clearly somebody did get to him because these people were not on the podcast. I don't think there was much hope had they actually reached out to these people that they mm-hmm. would have been interested in the podcast for a variety of reasons. Be- yes. But um, I could see where in the, you know, like, like there is this quality to Harry where you're like, oh, that's, that's, I don't want to say, because that sounds patronizing or condescending, but like, oh, that's adorable. You think you're going to have, no, you're not doing that. Just kind but of coming to your from point, a naive place. I feel like if we're going to have a, you know, like I'll I'll offer my services from BDEPR in terms of you know podcast as a person who listens to a lot of podcasts and has done a podcast or two, um, people like authentic, real, organic conversations, and you can have those with really famous or high level people, but you better have like an actual conversation with them, and it, that requires someone who's willing to have an actual conversation. Because just having sort of like a PR conversation or one that's highly mediated by their people You're or like <laughs> very specifically yeah. you know, tailored to their their political views or their business uh, their business goals. Like, that's not going to be a very fun conversation. And I, just as a generic podcast listener, will steer away from conversations like that. Yeah. Because I'm like, this is just two highly successful, quote unquote, people talking past each other about how they're, you know, about how they're amazing or how they're, they're, they know have all the answers or they're just glad handing each other or patting each other on the back. It's called Bethany Frankel's podcast. Is it? Yes. I stopped listening to it because I'm like, Okay, you know, it isn't just about working hard, you know, because they say if you want to be an entrepreneur, you got to get up at 3 a.m. every day and sleep two hours. And, you know, it's like that's not always the case. And I just felt so preachy. But anyway, back to your point, those people would have to um, not have their own agenda. And also the person interviewing has to have some skills in getting those answers out of people. Yeah. It's also assuming that these people agree with the idea that 
trauma can shape your life and lead you the path to where you are because that idea is not accepted in the world by everyone well what you're saying is like donald trump's not going to sit down on a couch and talk about how his childhood trauma uh, no that's formed a, his life absolutely like, not. i don't care what you think about donald that's not trump a given. we can all agree that that is not a conversation that donald trump is going to have and same with vladimir putin, putin likes to i mean war, as we know <laughs> he's a warlord and he gives people personal trauma so you're going to and plus it also gives him the grace enough to say, like, we're going to listen to you and you're going to explain about like how, you know, as a boy you were, you know, just like, I don't know. It's just no. to your point. You have to have engage somebody in a conversation who's willing to have that conversation or who who believes the same way that you do. Yes. And also, I, I do think this has been the issue for the two of them. And it'll be interesting to see what happens like, yeah. unlike a lot of people, I'm not immediately turned off by anything they do. But what I will say is I think there is a high level of scrutiny that you should put on their work because I think there is this this thing wherein they're trying to make money to to mm-hmm. keep up whatever lifestyle they would like to have. And in effort in serving uh, servicing that they run the risk of doing things that maybe aren't all that engaging or. Curious, yeah. right? Because yeah. they're trying to pay for security, they're trying to do this, or trying to do that, and then maybe there's kind of a like throw spaghetti at the wall kind of. That's what I thought. Behavior going yeah. on. And and let me ask you something. When this was, uh, you know, Bloomberg has released this information. When did all of this come about? Was it a long time ago when they first moved over here or got know. the deal? That's a good I question. I think that that would be. I mean, obviously, if it was like a couple of years ago, the perspective now is different. You know, now that the book has come out and yeah. like we I have think the this book opinion. was a good effort and you didn't have to agree with everything in the book, but it Truly, was a good right. read. It was a viewpoint we hadn't heard. But the this podcast obviously wasn't serving an audience in the way that they had first thought. So now now what can they do? The reason right? why I didn't listen to it ever she is because write a book. I thought, yes, I thought archetypes would be boring. Yeah, honestly, like yeah. I never tuned in because I'm like, I don't know if I really need to I also, hear Megan. I, I know this is a judgment, but I don't always want to hear like, quote, unquote, you know, like somebody I, I want to hear different conversations, one that I, I don't feel. But that's a judgment. Right. So, mm-hmm. like, I'm willing to accept that that's a judgment and entertain, you know, like I'll go investigate and listen for myself. Um, at least, you know, I I. I if they put out another season, I'd be willing to like try and see. But if it's just going to be like two really highly successful people talking about their own particular success, Drama. after a while, that's going to get, you know, a little predictable. I'd rather listen to a true crime mystery or something Ooh, like yeah. that. Give me some true crime. Oh, yeah. Hey, do you want to talk about food? I do. I know we ate some food, but do you ever put cheese on apple pie? No, but I know people do. And uh, Kraft wants you to. I'll tell you why when we come back right here.